morning, dear listener. You're welcome again to another refreshing time on Radio Church. Be blessed as you listen to this message by Reverend Tunde Bolanta of Restoration Bible Church and Ministries International. Let's go to Acts 27, verse 10 to 21. Prayer and fasting releases grace to reverse bad decisions. One of the first benefits we want to look at this morning is that prayer and fasting releases grace to reverse bad decisions. How many of you have made decisions that were bad? I'm sure we've all made decisions that were not good. Things that could hurt us forever. But when you wait on the Lord, God can reverse those things in your favor in Jesus' name. Acts 27 verse 10. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the landing and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also. And if by any means they might attain to Venice and there to winter, which is a haven of Crete. And, and lie towards the south, west, and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing then the sails closed by Crete, but not long, long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive, and running under a certain island which is called Clouda, we had much work to come by the boat. Which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strike sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood up in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hacked unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. I'm going to pause there. Well, the story is that Paul had advised the sailors and the, the, the centurion and the, you know, those leading this uh, that they shouldn't have made that trip. They should have waited that he perceived, he sensed in his heart. But they prefer to listen to other people, especially the owner of a ship. But after long abstinence, and if you read the whole thing, there had been, things were so bad, he said all hope that they should be saved was, was taken away. They had been fasting without food for two weeks. They had been in a bad situation. You know, when there are times when people fast, because there's a need. Sometimes problems come and food disappears from your mouth. And the Bible says they had been in this kind of terrible situation. And of course, Paul was praying and other people, I'm sure everybody was calling on their God and God intervened in that situation. Hallelujah. You see, friends, it doesn't matter how bad you've made your mistakes. They thought because they got a kind of wind that things will be okay. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made, what miscalculations you've made in your life. I'm here to say to a child of God this morning that God can turn it around when you pray and you wait upon him. Oh, your amen should be better than that. I said God can turn it around when you wait on him. 
All that glitters is not gold. They looked and said, well, it looks okay. But it was not okay. Sometimes in life we think something by looking at it is brilliant. When we get there, we discover it's not so brilliant. But even if you've made some mistakes in your life, God is big enough as you wait on him in this time of prayer and fasting to turn that mess into a miracle. To turn that mistake into a message. Is somebody hearing God this morning? It's not too hard for God to do. I've seen situations that were bad, but God, God turned them around for his glory. Hallelujah. God was speaking to Jeremiah in a vision in Jeremiah 32. God was speaking to him. He appeared to him and told him prophetically what was going to happen to Judah. That Zedekiah, the king, was going to be taken to Babylon. And um, God will visit them again and turn things around for good. And um, Jeremiah was, look at Jeremiah 32, 27. Jeremiah was busy saying to himself, how can this happen? Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I want to say to you, child of God, this morning, it doesn't matter if, like Paul, you seem to have gotten on the wrong boat or the wrong ship. The God of heaven can turn your mess into a message this morning. He can turn your mistake into a miracle this morning. God can turn it around in the name of Jesus. When God began to speak to Zedekiah, Zedekiah himself did not believe it was the Lord. If you look at Jeremiah 32 from verse 1 to 5, he did not believe it was the Lord. But the Lord gave him a sign. Hallelujah. The Lord gave him a sign. He told him that his uh, uncle's son, Hanil, was going to come and sell him a portion of land to which he had a right to redeem. And if you read it properly, the Bible says that when that incident happened, by the way, Jeremiah had been locked in prison by the king, by Zedekiah the king, for giving that prophetic word. He went to jail in the king's court. He was locked up there. But Jeremiah, when, when he's uncle's son Hanil came to him and asked him to buy that land because God said in this place where people have said things will never work even if they go into captivity he was coming back is somebody hearing God and people will be celebrating in that same land God said things will change in that same land he said buy that piece of land and secure it because one day you are going to need it may i say to somebody this morning in this period of praying and fasting that things that look lost to you one day god is going to come back and visit you in abundance may i say to this land uh, that things that don't seem to be working now it will be a place where we shall hear the voice of the bridegroom where shall hear the voice of the bride where there shall be celebration and dancing where prosperity will increase on god's people because God's people have been crying to God I want to declare to a child of God this morning that God will turn it around for you in the name of Jesus if you read the whole chapter 32 you realize that Jeremiah said I now I know God was speaking to me God told him yes there will be captivity but there will be good time may I tell somebody this morning there will be good time I said there will be good time I said there will be good time and if you read the whole of chapter 32 God said to him Keep this document properly. Keep it properly because a day is coming after captivity that there will be celebration 
in the land of Judah. May I say to you, everywhere they say it's dry today, everywhere they say things are not working today in this land, may I say to you, God says a day of rejoicing is coming, a day of increase is coming, a day of the presence of God is coming, everywhere they say it's not working, God said it's going to work for you, his peace is going to reign in the land, do I have a witness in the house of the Lord? Praise God. That was a prophetic signpost. A signpost is something that points you to where you are going. God gives signposts when he speaks. God was saying to him, keep the documents because one day you are going to need it. Some of you are throwing things away. But I'm saying that there will be celebration and plenty in this land. Hallelujah. So what are prophetic signposts? A prophetic signpost is something that points to the future. When um, King Saul sinned against God and Prophet Samuel came to him, King Saul, trying to beg Prophet Samuel, tore his garment, his mantle. And Prophet Samuel said, So has the Lord taken away the kingdom from you and given it to a neighbor of yours. It had not yet happened, but it was a prophetic signpost. When the shepherds were watching their flocks by night, what happened? The angel of God came. They are not, they didn't know the scriptures. He said, look, a savior is born, but this is your sign. If you get to the manger, you see a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. It was a signpost. Hallelujah. There are signposts that point to the future. Hallelujah. And there are several of them in scripture. In the day of his power, his people shall be willing. They that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imagination. That's where you are here. When the Bible says, I and my children are for signs and wonder, it's when you fall on your face and you pray before God and you pull down things that were primordial, things that nobody could change, but with the power of prayer, with the blood of Jesus, with the authority of heaven, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ can rise strong and change the destiny of our community and the destiny of our nation and that's what we are doing in this place and the God of heaven is holding up our hand. Do I have a good witness in the house of God? Come on, shout like a believer in this house. Shout like a believer in this house. If you've been attending the prayer, you see the presence of angels everywhere. Everybody, God is opening people's eyes. They are seeing angels. Why are the angels coming? They are rejoicing because you are here. Because if the church does not pray, nothing is going to change. God cannot come down and change anything. But when you fast and pray, you open the door for angelic ministry. Hallelujah to Jesus. We shall prosper to a degree that some of you have never imagined. Because when you obey God and you do what God tells you to do, God will move you up himself. See, church... When you pray, our God is not deaf. Some people pray to God, but they think he has a hearing problem. You know, some people, when you call in the days of answering machine, I think we're still doing it on our phones even. There's an answering machine on your phone. You have reached the voicemail of blah, 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 blah. Please leave a message. God doesn't have a voicemail. He doesn't use answering machine. Once you say, in Jesus' name, the heavens are open for you. And if you have a disappointment, maybe God has a better appointment for you. 
The reason many of you get crazy and get frustrated with life is because one bad thing happened. In this case, it was not Paul's mistake. It was the centurion and those that owned the ship that made the wrong decision. But there was a child of God in the midst of that wrong decision. There was an ambassador of the kingdom of God in the midst of that wrong decision. And God said, the centurion, the people in charge of it may have made a wrong decision, but I got my ambassador in the midst of the storm. And because of my ambassador i'm going in there to get my ambassador out am i talking to living souls in the house of god can i get a better shout of amen in the house of god we are not nobodies we are children of the most high god paul said there stood by me this night an angel of god whose i am and whom i serve fasting another thought releases angelic intervention and divine protection do you know there are angels around you all the time but when you fast sometimes and you are opening to God a lot more and you are speaking the word of God because the angels hearken to the word of God their activity seems to increase around you Acts 27 21 to 26 what did Paul say after long abstinence Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said sirs you should have hearkened unto me and not have lived from Crete so I have given this harm and laws and now I exhort you to be of good cheer cheer up for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you. Amen. But of the ship, the angel brought specific instruction. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, whom I have said, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Psalm 91, verse 11 to 12. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. He shall give his angels, what? Charge over thee. What is a charge? When they give something, when they say you are in charge of something, it means that even your office, they give you the key to the store. And they say you are in charge of the key to the store. I believe there was an angel in charge of Paul. And even though they tied his hand and tied his leg and put him on a ship as a prisoner going on this journey, the angel was still in charge of him. They might have tied his hand and his feet, we don't know, but that's how they, they treated prisoners. He was a slave, we know about that ship. What am I saying to you? It doesn't matter if you are living in a one-room room, a room and a parlor, a two-bedroom, a three-bedroom, a mansion. It doesn't matter if you are a carpenter, you are a lawyer, you are a doctor, you are a banker, you are a businessman, or you think you are a nobody. There's an angel that has been given charge over you because you are a child of God. But the way that angel will walk depends on what you do. They hack into the voice of God. You can't just say, angel, come and remove my shoe for me. They don't do that kind of thing. You have, except you can't remove your shoe and you are too weak. But if you speak the word of the Lord, the angels will hack into the voice of God's word. Hallelujah. 
If you find yourself in the midst of crisis and you begin to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you begin to worship God, the angels will hearken unto the voice of God's word. You begin to quote scriptures. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment I condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, said God. The angel will hearken to the voice of God's word. Hallelujah. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor a seed begging bread. The angels will hearken to the voice of God's word. Hallelujah. I am the Lord that healed thee. The angel will hearken to the voice of God's word. So Paul began to speak. He began to speak the word. He began to pray. And when we pray and fast, the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 19 and 20. Let's look at it. So fasting releases angelic intervention. Sometimes you think you are in a very bad situation. Hebrews 1 verses 13 and 14, please. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? The question. Then he answers and says, are they not all ministering spirits? Sent for to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Note, it says, it says, sent for to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. We are the heirs of salvation. The angels have been sent. We read an account in the Bible where one angel killed 185,000 people in one night. That's how powerful these beings are. Some of us, the angels have been there to minister for us. They've been standing by to say, what do you want? But instead of us speaking, we've just been looking at the angel. They do not confirm unbelief. They don't confirm fear. They only hack into the voice of God's word, according to Psalm. They only hack into the voice of God's word. So if you are talking things like, man, no die, man, no rotten. You are speaking a language they don't understand. Angels don't understand that language. Things are so rough, I don't know where I'm going next. Angels don't understand that language. If you are speaking things like, oh, this high blood pressure, it killed my father. Maybe it's going to kill me. Angels don't understand that language. If you are talking things like the economy is so bad, they say there is no money in town. Angels don't understand that language. I am almost 40. Nobody has proposed to me. Angels don't understand that language. Why is it stupid people that are coming to me? Angels don't understand that language. God being men, not just yeah, yeah people. You are Angels don't understand that. But when you begin to declare the word of God that he has spoken concerning your life. When the man who is supposed to come is not coming. And you begin to say to yourself. Father I thank you because Jeremiah 29 11 says. You have a plan for my life. A plan for good and not for evil. To give me a future and an expected end. And your word says concerning me father God. That whatsoever thing I desire when I pray. I'm teaching you how to pray now. Believe you receive and you shall have it. Father, on the strength of your word, your angels, according to Hebrews 1, 13 and 14, they minister for me. Mister, that is supposed to marry me wherever you are. Angels of God set up divine appointments. Our path is going to cross. God will make him to have a business trip to Kaduna. He was on his way to London, but something will happen. He will stop in Kaduna and propose to you. Is somebody hearing God today? When you begin to confess things over your business, and you begin to confess that you are a righteous man, and whatsoever you lay your hands to do shall prosper. You begin to speak the word of God that your steps are ordered by the Lord. God will make it possible for the angel to make sure you are at the right place and at the right time. Is somebody hearing what God is saying today? 
The angels of God are all around us. They are here to bring the blessing of God. But we must find relevant scripture and learn to speak the word of God over our lives in the name of Jesus. Even this confession we make in this church every Sunday, if you make it part of your life, it's all scripture. And you begin to speak it, the angel will work for you and bring you to that place of destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at Ezra chapter 8, verse 20. Ezra was among those who returned from Babylon to Jerusalem. A few years after Cyrus granted permission for Israel to return, uh, a number of people did not go back because of the activities of bandits who wasted people's lives for small sums of money. Well, he had a choice to receive soldiers from the king, but instead of getting soldiers to help him because they carried a lot of gold, silver, and other treasures of the temple, and they were robbing people on the highway, you know? And, um, you know, he, he, he just he fasted before God. Let me read for you verse 21. Then I proclaim a fast there at the river Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us, and for our little ones and for all our substance. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. Because we have spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against them all that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Amazing scripture. This man had a right to get the soldiers to help him, Ezra, to carry the things they were building in the temple, to protect them against bandits who wasted people's life for little sums of money. But he said he was ashamed to do that, but he chose to fast. And you know, God delivered them their little ones, and they got their things back home. I want to say to somebody, as you are waiting on the Lord in this season, everything in your front, every journey, your household, God is releasing angels to back you up, to look after you, to protect you. What is happening around you, God will keep it away from you. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him. Man may not want to help you like Mordecai. All hope was lost. But an angel made sure that the king that forgot him could not sleep. Whoever has forgotten you from January to December, I proclaim by faith that in this January, God will take away their sleep until you are remembered in the name of Jesus. I said God will take away their sleep until you are remembered in the name of Jesus. Another thing I love about it, God said, Paul, I have given you the life of all those who are traveling with you. 276 people were aboard that ship. Do you know because of you, because you are in that situation, God will deliver other people because you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You know, it's important who you travel with. You've seen, sometimes you are following a vehicle that is a diplomatic vehicle or a big man's vehicle and they stop everybody. But because that man has to go, they pass him, they have to open traffic for everybody to pass. Everybody that followed Paul, Paul was a spiritual diplomat. He was an ambassador of a kingdom that was superior to Rome. And when they put him on that ship, whatever they had planned, when he got to his turn, the angel said, Paul, they said there is no way, there will be a way because you are here. And I'm giving you the 276 people who are traveling with you. May I say your family has been given to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Prayer and fasting releases divine provision. Go with me to Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 verse 12. I'll wait for you to get there. We need to read it to 21. I'm believing God that before the end of this prayer and fasting, every money that is owed you will be paid you in Jesus' name. 
and believing God before the end of his prayer and fasting that that rent money that is due, you are going to find it in the name of Jesus. And believing God before the end of this prayer and fasting that every fee, be it school fee, whatever kind of fee that you need to pay, the Lord will provide it for you in the name of Jesus. Joel is writing here, verse 12. Therefore also now said the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting. And with what? Fasting. And with weeping. And with mourning. Why is he saying that? Because when we fast and pray, we examine our lives. If we find things that are not good there, we repent of them. That's verse 12. Verse 13, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repented him of the evil. Verse 14, who knoweth if he will return and repent, and leave thee a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto, unto the Lord your God? Now, verse 15, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, say spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Verse 19. Yea, the Lord will answer. Can I get an amen? amen? And say to his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil and, and ye shall be satisfied therewith and I will no more make you a reproach among the hidden. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice for the Lord will do great things. Joel 2.20 But I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, with his face towards the east sea, and his hand apart towards the utmost sea, and his stink shall come up, and his ill savour shall come up, because he had done great things. You know, friends, fasting removes tormentors and enemies. Father, in the name of Jesus, if we lift your hands this morning, every tormentor, every enemy of your people this morning, everything standing against their destiny. By the faith of Almighty God, I rebuke and I command you be lifted. In the name of Jesus. Hindrances in the office, delayed opportunities, human hindrances. Whatever is standing against the peace and progress of your people, the prison progress of your church, Lord, let them be uprooted. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord praise this morning. You are here this morning. Probably you are not born again. If you are to die, you are not sure you make heaven your home. Maybe you are a backslider. You've walked with Jesus before, but the things of this life have driven you away. I'd like you to raise your right hand. I would love to pray with you. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to him this morning. If that's you, just raise your right hand wherever you may be this morning. Everybody say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ died for my sins. He was raised up again for my justification. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Make me a new person in Jesus' name. 
you for listening to Radio Church. We trust that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. To place orders for Radio Church messages, please call this telephone number 081-3347-6582. You can write to us at Restoration Media Ministries, Kaduna, P.O. Box 1485 or visit our website www.rbcmonline.org. You can connect and like us on our Facebook page at Restoration Ministries International. Our Twitter handle is RBCM Online. Instagram is Restoration Ministries International. Please join us again next week Sunday, same time, same station, for another uplifting time on Radio Church.